am spectacular. You are spectacular. We are spectacular friends. Well, here we are again. Hello. Oh my goodness. This is very strange because we're, we're yeah. This this is a very special episode because um we're in the same room. We're right now. like right next to each I'm, other. I'm looking at you, Drew. I'm touching Paul's don't shoulder. T- don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Drew is in town, and we had played with the idea of maybe while he was in Maryland doing like like filming an episode, but we kind of right. both came to the conclusion like we're already working on other things. Yeah, and we kind of came to the conclusion that um maybe that was a little over ambitious. Uh, both of our cameras, even though they film in HD, they both ha- they're the same camera, so they have a habit of turning off after eleven. Like minutes. around eleven minutes, yeah. Eleven, twenty minutes, something like that. So we really um, can't capture the whole thing. We'd have to like literally keep on turning it off. And, and on. what happens if we made an entire uh, podcast where we're constantly referencing our cameras, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, one of them wasn't filming the whole time, so. It would just be annoying. Yeah, yeah, we decided to go ahead and uh, uh, throw together just another audio one. And sorry this is a couple days late. Um, You probably won't notice that in the future when you're listening to this. But uh, this is like two days late. And it was just because Drew was traveling. And uh, we were trying to figure out when and how to do this. But we're uh, we're together and we're ready to to go. Ready to get this started, man. I'm also pretty excited because we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, Wouldn't it be fun to do like a Halloween-themed episode at the end of the month? And what has ended up happening is we've just (laughs) been consistently... We've just been talking about like scary stuff. Yeah. Like, like, over Last and over. episode we talked about Stranger Danger. Yeah. And this episode we both uh, just kind of ended up both picking morbid topics too. Right. Yeah. And I want to warn you, Drew. Okay. Um, other than kind of hinting at it to you, I haven't said anything. But uh, mine's dark. Oh, is it dark? It, like, oh. like <laughs> it's it's like like morbid and gruesome, Good. and there's rape and murder Good. and. Uh, um, I think Drew's gonna go first this week. Yeah, yeah. But point being, if we get to mine and you have a faint heart or you're like 12 <laughs> years old, probably stop the podcast. Get out of here. It's um, <laughs> and, and because I've said that, I am no longer responsible for anyone who becomes uh, sleepless for the next three nights. Yeah, very, very sorry about this. Is uh, this is some stuff that's gonna st- scare you no matter what your age is. Right. Because this is real. This is real. I did some my good, research. This is some good, I have some real stuff here, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, um, I understand you're talking about another kind of personal, like third-party yeah. personal experience. Yes. Yeah. Mine is was all done research online. Yeah. Um, you can find all of this information online and in police reports. And, uh, like, this is fucking legit. I'm, I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, so. I like doing these. I like the dark stuff. I like, me, I like talking about this Me kind of too. And yeah. I was really pleased with how good the reaction for the last episode was. Yeah, yeah. It was People good. really liked it. Yeah. Um, so if you guys like more dark stuff, let us know. We let us know. know. And I especially just think, you know, having these kind of October episodes is yeah. just fun. Yeah. I, I love Halloween. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's like my favorite holiday. Me too. It's my By favorite far. time of year. I love watching all the creepy things come out. Yeah. Um, and it's good to be here too, because in California we don't get the leaves changing, right? Uh, and the weather, you know, yeah, like the it's cold wind, weather. It's windy outside. It is windy. It's windy. It's windy. It's windy. It's blustery outside. It's, it's a bit blustery outside. We just lost our entire English. <laughs> yeah, the British audience just left. They're just like, "Fuck these guys." <laughs> like, these guys don't know what they're doing. These guys are assholes. We <laughs> we have real fall over here. None of that Maryland fall weather that gets cold like to fifty degrees for two weeks and then becomes dead of winter. Yeah. No, they, it's. Very cold over there all the time. Yeah. Yes, all, it is. All the time. Yeah, and and rainy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that though. I, I don't, like I like that kind of weather. I don't know if if the sun goes away for too many days, I start getting depressed and sleepy. 
Yeah, you I, know? Get, I get I'm it. I'm just like, I want to feel the warmth of the sun on my face. <laughs> I want the sunshine to shine upon me. I'm a vampire. I just kind of like it to be dark. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'll... a little hippie boy who likes to hang out in the woods. Yeah. I, I hang out in my room, so that's, that's uh, always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember visiting your apartment in New York City. Oh, man. Yeah. And I could never figure out why I could never sleep at your apartment in yeah. New York City. And I figured it out. It's because there was no natural lighting. No. <laughs> it was so small, and your only windows went out to an alley, and you would sleep until like 2 o'clock in the afternoon because your the body... The sun wouldn't come up. Yeah, your body really? had no uh, like recognition of no. what was daytime and what was nighttime. Yeah. I didn't blame you for it. I was so unproductive then. I just didn't get any work done because yeah, I wake man. up so late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, and you had no natural sunlight. No. No. You only had the, the sunlight of... The dimly lit lights of a New York City apartment, which is not the best. Yeah, at all. and it's not sunlight at all. No, so yeah. All right, I'm I'm excited. Are you I, excited? I I'm very excited about what I'm going to talk about. Is is your topic? Because we're at like five minutes now. Yeah. My topic's going to be long. Yeah, mine's yours? pretty. Mine's pretty long. So uh, maybe we should just jump right into it. I think we should. Did yeah. we? Did we introduce the podcast? Oh, welcome to the most spectacular <laughs> podcast. I'm Paul Davis Griffin. I'm Drew Molino. <laughs> that was, we did it. We never introduced it. No, I, and if we did, I apologize. Yeah, whatever. We'll um, do it twice if we We'll do it to, twice so if we... So it's fine. But Just um, reminding you guys what this I'm is. I'm 90% sure we didn't say anything. <laughs> 90% that's, that's okay. sure we were just like, let's start rambling. <laughs> Which we did. Yeah. I think it's because we're in person. We're not really thinking about that stuff. You know, it, people think that we're good podcasters. We're just rambly people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just like to talk. We just... Like we like to, to hear ourselves talk. To we be do, honest. we do, yeah. and it's it's kind of put a um, strain in our friendship because like fifty percent of the time I'll think of a really good story to tell you and I'll be like, you oh, can't tell me. No, yeah. I need to save it for the podcast. That is weird. It is actually a little weird. So yeah. yeah, but that's okay. But we've been friends for such a long time that I'm kind of worried that I like you've heard the vast majority of my stories. Yeah, I've heard a lot. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure the ones you're about to tell me are pretty new. Both of us also have terrible, terrible memories. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's, it's I'm sure if you told me something when you were 18. You're I forget about it. I don't remember it, it anymore. No, the same, same with Well, me. I remember, like, something about it, but I don't remember the details, you know? Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, I see we jump into it. Let's do it. You've got another story relating to your family? To me and my to family. To you and your family. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and for those of you who listened to the last episode, uh, Drew talked about his dad. Who was chased. Uh, by, like, a six-foot-five guy yeah. at, at a truck stop. Yeah, in, like, 1984. In, like, 1984. Um, yeah. So if you listen to these in unison... Drew goes last on the last one. Drew goes first in this one. This is just a story about Drew's dad. Yeah. yeah here we go. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, last time I listened to that podcast, uh, I kind of just remember, like, since it was, like, 1984, yeah. I just, like, imagine my dad running through the woods with, like, synths, like, like 80s synth music playing in the background <laughs> as this guy's, like, chasing, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to get you. Death fever. Don't leave me. Really idle playing. <laughs> yeah, some, like, Devo or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you had any moments with these podcasts listening back to them that you're like, fuck, I got that wrong? It gets here and there, but it's nothing big. It's yeah. nothing like um, anything I want to like edit. Over, I agree. You know? There were like a couple times in, I think like in the dolphin story I told, yeah. I would be like, and then she said, quote, this and this. And she said something like that. And it would have been fine if I didn't specifically go, this quote, quote. <laughs> it's fine, though. So um, I, I really damn, if you guys want to reach out to us on social media, I'm on Instagram. Drew's a lot I'm of all places. over the place. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, and, like, correct us. I, you know, if it's important enough, yeah. I will. I will 100% correct that. In we we love constructive criticism. Um, so. Yeah, I, I definitely want to make sure we're getting this information correct because I feel like that 
is going to establish a uh, a trust yeah. between us as the podcasters, right. you know, and uh, um, and you as the audience. And as long as what we're talking about is believable and we're constantly being faithful to the facts, yeah. then, you know, you'll always know that what we're talking about is bullshit. We wouldn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, and I think the vast majority of the stuff we're talking about in here, except for personal experiences, stuff that, like, you can look up. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very faithful to making sure that I do my research properly and uh-huh. make sure that these aren't like creepy pastas. Yeah, yeah, we don't want it, we don't want it to be like that. I want to make sure that it's um, just a weird because so much has happened in human history and so many weird, unexplainable things have happened in human history mm-hmm. and so many funny, quirky, stupid things have happened <laughs> yeah. in human history. And this is a great opportunity to just talk about those events. I feel like that's what's just that that's what the podcast is. That's it's what the podcast yeah. is, and it's great. Yeah, um, yeah. You ready? You, you want me to get into this? Should, no. Should, no. Okay. I'm gonna. Just, I just want to. I want to not... stare into your eyes for a little bit longer. <laughs> <Which is> like... <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're just staring into each other. Oh god. This is great. No, let's just stop the podcast. <laughs> 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 right. Oh god. Uh, okay. Okay. So, this is okay. So I, 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 I the reason why I believe uh, in a paranormal activity, I, I fully believe in. I fully believe, like, I don't believe that we are on. I don't believe that humans like own. I don't know what I'm, I'm trying I, to say. I think this. what I, you, I, I think what you're trying to express is that um, we as people don't understand everything around yeah, us, and I feel like some people think they do. Yeah, I I think that arguably, and I I, I never really want to go too far into politics or like religion or something on yeah. this. But I think, arguably, if you're an atheist and you're like, I'm 100% sure that there is nothing ever that I don't understand, you're kind of the stupidest of all. Yeah, no, just you're, saying that. You're, I, I know, you, you're just, it's just a, um, it, it's ridiculous to think that here in 2018, we as people who have never explored even 95% of the ocean, given... That's a lot. 99.9999999% of outer space. Yeah. How would we even ever begin to be like, we have a 100% grasp on reality? Yeah, it's ignorant. Like, people yeah. that do that. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, I do definitely uh, think that I don't know. I'll let you go into your thing. Okay. I'll okay. let you go into your thing. Like, like I was saying, the reason why I believe in paranormal activity is because I've, I've experienced it right. firsthand. Right. I know it's there. And I, mm-hmm. um, uh, so I, I, a long time ago, my family, uh, this is around like the third or fourth grade for me, uh, my dad was you know stationed all over the place because he was in you know the military. Mm-hmm. So he was like everywhere. Uh, and uh, we went to Pennsylvania. Uh, we lived in a, a farmhouse. And uh, my dad paid like 100 nine thousand dollars for this house wow yeah it's like expensive because it was like Man. a nice it's like a nice farmhouse it's a big uh big yard big house we had like a huge willow tree uh in the in the backyard and it was, was it near water no no you were abusing that willow tree <laughs> that's no that's very true that's actually very true i mean there might have been like a lake somewhere around there. Uh, yeah yeah but you know you know i don't know but um so this this house was haunted. I'm just gonna start out by saying it, it was okay. it was most definitely haunted. Yeah, there were there were unexplainable things going on in that house. Yeah, and it, to this day, like I still I I still get chills yeah. from thinking about I, it. I one of the things that I'm excited about us talking about more paranormal things on the podcast, yeah, or like aliens or cryptozoology and stuff like that. You are um, very quick to trust. Mm-hmm. And I'm incredibly skeptical. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I, I need to look into this. Yes. I need to, uh, I need to, you know, I need to do my research and I, I need, need to get to, my facts. I need to, you know, I, I stand on the standpoint 
that when you're talking about like paranormal activity, yeah. there's a there's you, you can believe in it without thinking this is a dead person walking around haunting my yeah. house. No, yeah. I, I, I think it's more like there are things that we simply cannot explain going on around us. Right. And that's what I'm interested in. I, I don't think that we'd even be able to comprehend it if we could. Yeah. You know, call it like the like the fourth dimension or whatever. There's there's something yeah, else yeah. there. Whatever that means. Yes. You know. Um. So, uh, this house in Pennsylvania. Uh, we uh, were there for a while in the beginning. Nothing really happened. Anything happened. Nothing happened. It was like pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but, um, I stayed in this room, uh, upstairs, and it was near the the stairs. So it was already like automatically creepy because you know like when you're you know when you're like room is the farthest, like, all the way on the other side of the house and everyone else is on the other side of the house. And you're yeah. just, like, the stairs are right there. Uh, yeah. You just kind of have a feeling that something's going to be walking yeah, up those stairs at some point. Yeah, and you can kind of, like, hear that, because it's so quiet, you can kind of hear the house settling. Yeah, no, and you did, because yeah. it, it was. Like, their mm-hmm. pipes were making noises and you everything. You can hear people walking across the house, but no one's close. And there are wood know? floors, too. So, yeah. like, you could hear everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I lived in um, a room where, uh, on, the, on the wall, there was a stick figure drawn of a little girl uh and she was wearing like farm clothes and like a, a, like uh, a bonnet like a it. child's drawing yeah like a child's drawing who did uh, the drawing i'm gonna get to it okay so <laughs> this this room this little girl lived in this room right okay uh and she died around the age of 14 okay in that room why was the picture still there it, they just never got rid of it it was yeah. just always on the it's wall it's just history it's just it's, history yeah. it's just there um and they just kept it there but um I, I didn't find out that she was, you know, died in that room until, like, after we moved out because I guess my dad didn't want to freak me out because that's one of the things the owners told my dad. Like, mm-hmm. there, there was death in this house. People right, did die. Right, right. I mean, there's, it's there's like, um, a lot of times you hear about people buying, like, a murder house or, like, yeah. the Amity, Amityville house. Amityville, yeah. And um, uh, pe- the, the new owners will be pissed off later because they realize, like, no one told us that this was a murder house. Yeah. You know, we didn't find out until the, we talked to the like next a secret. Yeah, we didn't find out until we talked to the next door neighbor, and they were like, "Oh yeah, Charles Manson lived there." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm he like, killed like eighteen people. Is that why we got the house so cheap? Yeah, yeah of course, one hundred percent. Want some Jello? <laughs> sure. <laughs> why is Bill Cosby here? Oh man, oh, okay. Jello. <laughs> oh, God. Oh God, I don't want to talk about that. Let's let's just avoid that um, topic entirely. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. That, <laughs> that video that we did on my channel, yeah. where we all played Bill Cosby. Oh man, it, I remember that. It did not age well. No, <laughs> there was a video I did on my YouTube channel a long time ago where like it was like a horror thing, uh-huh. and I I had one shot with like scary. It was like a random shot. I wasn't yeah. trying to like be like like you know smarter, intelligent with it. Um, but it was a shot of just Bill Cosby on a DVD, and there was like horror music playing in the background. Yeah, and this is, like years before this even happened. Yeah, so I was like, that's it was kind of before its time. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what I was doing. One hundred percent. I was watching, like, oh, that's kind of creepy. I've never seen a bigger downfall. Yeah, someone no, who went from like a um, multicultural sensation and just icon of comedy to just like scum of the earth. Hated. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Uh huh. It's insane. But um. Oh yeah. Okay. So. The girl died of scarlet fever in that room. Okay. And uh, when would have this? This has been like the nineteen. Yeah, like nineteen hundreds, like really early. Like nineteen forties. Yeah, like really. Back really when, early. Back when someone would die of like the common cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we didn't have like really good medical. Um, yeah. But, Antibiotics, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, but before I even knew about this girl dying in this room, I had a really scary experience. I had to change rooms. 
I didn't want to sleep in that room anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a really scary experience where I was in my bed. And I don't know if this is a dream or not. I don't. I really don't remember uh-huh. at all. It could have been a dream, but it felt so real. Right. Um, I was sitting in my bed. Uh, it was really late at night. I, w- I woke. It, I woke up. Um, I think it was because I heard a mouse. Mm. And there was a mouse in the. Uh, we had a lot, of, a lot of mice in this house. Mm. A lot of rodents and like even snakes. Right. Uh, and it was in the, the middle of the hallway, just kind of scurrying like around, like looking for food or whatever. Um, and it left my field of view. And as it left my field of view, I saw a little girl chase it, like right away. Ooh. Yeah, like chase it. Like it was like 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 she was like playing with the mouse. Yeah. Um, but like out of the corner of your eye, you were looking right at it. No, right at it. Wow. Right at it. Like right past me. Wow. Um, and I'm getting chills like talking about it. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was as I saw this, she she turned her head back around just to see who was in the room. And she oh. just stared at me. I, at first, I thought it was one of my sisters because yeah. Bethany and Kara were both like there. They would have been real little. Yeah, yeah. But she was, you know, taller than right. both of them, which was really creepy. Uh-huh. Uh, and she just stared at me and like just really. And it wasn't. She didn't look like anything from a horror movie. There was there no black in her eyes. There she. Yeah. It wasn't super white. It was just. <laughs> she was very um, like it was like she was real. Like she was like right there. Yeah. There was no like hint of her being a ghost. Like she could have just been a girl that came into my house dressed up like that. Right. Right. Um, and she walked towards me, and that was the creepiest part. And I couldn't move. Like, I just couldn't move. I, you were I, just scared. I was just frozen in fear. You were in, like, panic mode. Panic mode, yeah. yeah. And I was just frozen in fear. And she just kept on getting closer and closer and closer and like until she was, like, right in front of my face. Uh-huh. And then she just kind of disappeared out of view. Like, just gone. Like, disappeared. But Do the you thing remember is, how she disappeared? Yeah, in through me. Like, she literally jumped into my bed. Like, she was there with me. Like, yeah. in bed with me. Like, yeah. She was, I couldn't see her anymore. It was like she was, like, in, like... It's so weird. It was like she was inside me. But it was like she was like cuddling with me yeah, in the this, bed. This story takes like a weird turn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then yeah. she took off her drawers. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait. Wait a minute, Drew. Is, what is the story about? And then I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that was some neighbor girl. <laughs> Crazy, dude. I was really young. Yeah, um, it was cool. <laughs> but I then told my dad about it. And I didn't find this out till today. Mm. Okay. So my dad, t- I texted him that I'm going to talk about this. He's like, "Ooh, you got to say this. You got to say this. You got to say this." <laughs> your your dad. It, yeah, he's great. Hi, Drew's dad. Hi, hi, Edward. Mel- I, mi- I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you, daddy. Hi, hi dad. Daddy, I love you, daddy. He's he's gonna be sitting with just like a like, what the hell with like no expression on his face. <laughs> Just like in his tidy whitey, he's just yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. Do you remember that one time? And <laughs> I'll let you get back to, to it. I I drove all the way to Pennsylvania to see you, and it was like two two hour drive, three hour drive, yeah. something like that. And I got there at like one o'clock in the morning, and you open the door, and as I enter the door, um, <laughs> your dad just turns the corner wearing nothing but his underwear, yeah. and he just gives me a giant hug. He's like, Paul, <laughs> good to see you. Um. Don't be embarrassed, Edward Molinowski. No, that was great. You you are quite a gem. Yeah, no, he he knows that story. He yeah, laughed, he laughed. I, I that. love that story. And I'm pretty sure he was a little intoxicated. Well, too. it also like that's that's the sign of family. Yeah, it really when is. a guy comes out in his underwear and gives you a hug. Yeah, and there's nothing sexual that's, about that's it. That's the love. sign. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> has to be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so great. Um, he was just happy to see me. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my my dad is like. All right. He's had he's had for the past two three minutes of this podcast no expression. He's just listening to us. <laughs> I hate this podcast. God damn it, <laughs> dumbass. God damn it. I regret ever supporting it. <laughs> I just get like a letter in the mail. It's like your father's disowning you. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he no longer wants to speak to you directly. <laughs> He's sure. adopting Paul. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> this took a strange turn. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but my dad, my dad texted me today, and he's like, yeah, I never told you or the girls or your mother, but I would see that girl constantly upstairs just walking room to room. Mm. Like, she still lived there. Like, she mm. thought she did. And I thought that was the creepiest thing because I obviously, you know, did see something. Right. Like, that wasn't a dream. Right. Like, I did see something. Maybe yeah. it was manifested in my dreams and she was there, but... Yeah. Um, but that was that was the only the first instance. So after that, I changed rooms completely. I right. I, I switched rooms with my little sister Bethany and Kara. They were in the, <laughs> they were in the same room. I'm scared. I know. Get my little sister. To I know. It's so horrible. Room. It's so horrible. They didn't know what was going on, so yeah, they didn't really care. Right. Right. Um. And then that's when stuff started to you know get a little crazy. Yeah. So um, a couple weeks later, uh, our plumbing, uh, we our our plumbing was fed through a well. Yeah. Uh, completely. And uh, it got super cont- contaminated, like right. completely contaminated. And like one, like one day, my mom uh, started started a bath for Bethany, and the water just came out black. It's like pure black. It smelled like sulfur, just like pure like yeah. like farts, like yeah, literally just yeah, like yeah, like yeah. a really bad fart. Sewage breach or something. Yeah, it was really yeah. gross. Um, so we couldn't, we didn't have water for like a week and a half. We had to buy like bottled water and shit. Wow. Um, but after after that, like. Uh, we had like people come look at the house and like tell us how old it was and things we needed to fix. And my dad wasn't happy about it because he paid so much money to, to, right, right. to get it like to live yeah. there. Um, and then the the okay, so crazy shit started happening after that. We uh, the house started becoming like infested with like black snakes, oh. which is like really strange. Yeah, because like they're out there and they could easily get in, but it's like right. it, it, what, they were like why, everywhere. Why are they so prevalent? Yeah, you know, like, why, why are they, they there? All the time? And I know like this is like I mean this might sound stupid, mm-hmm. um, but like. Snakes are the like the symbol, like the global symbol of like evil. Like, right, right, right. They're like right, very right. well known. Like even in the Bible, it's like a like a right. Well, it's it's definitely off putting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's definitely off putting. Yeah. Um, and they were just everywhere, like in the basement, like hiding, like like hanging from the rafters and stuff. Oh. Like, my dad would see them, and like he wouldn't be able to go in the basement because he would step on them and see them like everywhere. Yeah. Um, and we had to. It, it makes you wonder if like maybe the reason there was, um, issues with the plumbing had something to do with like a hole that opened up in a wall yeah. or something like that. I mean, maybe, a snake could have dug through that too. You know, like, you maybe, know. maybe it was like, they were both the same symptom of the same problem with your house, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's probably like supernatural and connected. But, could be. Could um, be you yeah. never know. But, um, uh, there was Bethany since she moved into that old room. Yeah. Bethany started crying like every night, like uh-huh. every night, like up in her crib, waking up Kara, Kara was crying. Bethany would be pointing in the corner saying she would see somebody and like uh, just be like, crying hysterically. Yeah. And Bethany, like for a while, like we moved to like like two different houses after that. And yeah. She, she couldn't. She, she had a lot of problems sleeping. Uh huh. She would always talk about seeing something in her room. She had sleep paralysis. Yeah. She just. Well, they talk about how kids are just more susceptible to like paranormal yeah, stuff. Yeah, they can because they're innocent and they yeah. don't have like any, you know. Yeah. Um, or the, I don't know what the reasoning behind it would be, but. I don't want to get into my paranormal stuff for a while, right. but I have a very quick story about how when I was like one, we were living in this duplex, mm-hmm. and my sister turned to my mom, and she was like three, and she said, Mom, who's the little girl on the stairs? Oh, man. That's, that's the whole that's, story. That's scary. Yeah, that's the whole story. That's all you need to tell. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, uh-huh. Cause well, what, how did your what, parents react to that? My mom says that she just kind of like scooped her up and they went to another room. <laughs> and then they, they moved shortly after, and uh, I mean... It, we were living in a duplex, so I'm sure they needed more space. But yeah. like, there's no. Like, I'm sure it felt good to be out of that house after that yeah, happened. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we. I'm. I'm just gonna say this. We we moved out of this house for the reason. That really. There was, like something. Something was going, going on. on. Something yeah. Um, and I think the little girl had anything to do with uh, anything bad in the house. Right. But I do think there was something evil, like an evil entity there. Maybe that's why she was there. Yeah. You know? Maybe like yeah. I don't know, but um, 
my my mom and dad were very um my mom and dad liked to film a lot and i think that's where maybe my passion for like you know filming and came right. from maybe like just like vlogging or anything right um my dad always had the camera out video of cassette and um my there was one prevalent uh video that i remember and it still exists and mm. i know it's there when i, I really want to uh, put it on a dvd or make it into a, an mp4 file so i can keep it but it's my sister like pointing at the top of the stairs screaming hysterically bethany crying and just pointing like there's something like there just like staring oh like, at god her. yeah and it gave me chills just watching it and my mom being very religious like, yeah my mom's super religious yeah um she was saying all these prayers like loudly and telling the whatever it was Ooh, to get out of the that's house some paranormal activity shit no for like real the movie yeah um there's multiple videos on youtube of like little kids like two years old three years old four years old like freaking out at something that you can't see. Yeah. And, and what's weird to me about that is that I don't trust adults because they can act mm-hmm. a two-year-old. No. Showing like true terror mm-hmm. at nothing. Yeah. That's weird. Crying. That's really weird. Yeah. And yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Um. So there, there was definitely. Yeah. Something they couldn't there. even get good child actors in Harry Potter. <laughs> How are yeah. you gonna get it in your home ghost video? <laughs> no. My no goodness. Um. <laughs> but uh, my. I think my dad was pretty skeptical about it uh-huh. um, at first, I think. But, like, he's you know, started seeing a little girl. But my mom, I think, told him about things that were happening with Bethany, and he was kind of skeptical about it. Uh-huh. Um, but my dad was cooking in the kitchen one day, and um, there was, a, like, a mirror area, like, right above the stove. Uh-huh. And uh, while he was cooking, he looks up, and he sees, like, this really wrinkly-skinned woman just kind of, like, looking at him in the mirror, just watching him cook and, like, Ooh. smiling. But it wasn't, like, evil. It, it, right. looked, it looked like she was actually enjoying the fact that he was cooking. She was just know. there? She's like, was oh, just, maybe, yeah. like, she was expecting she was going to get something. Like, I'm going to get yeah, something. Or, yeah, or it used to be her kitchen. Yeah, And something. she's like, oh, my kitchen's still getting put together. Still, still cooking in there. I used to make flapjacks. Which is so creepy. And waffles. <laughs> and <laughs> sweet potato pies. Fucking good right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh. And then um, chitlins, <laughs> I love chitlins. Yeah. I actually really like those. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Home fries, Ooh. asparagus, southern food, a fool pig, <laughs> just a fool. octopuses. <laughs> For context, Paul's just staring at me with like a straight face saying food names. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. That's the extent of our relationship. Pork loins, <laughs> <laughs> pigs feet. <laughs> the rest of the podcast just becomes that. Yeah, well, thanks just, guys it's for just listening. Fifteen and minutes of people just like, I'm gonna like, go fucking eat some food. Chicken lo mein. <laughs> Sponsored by Postmates. But, <laughs> <laughs> this is just a whole ploy. Um, my, my my dad um, one night. Um, I don't know if this was sleep paralysis. I really don't know, but. Um, we weren't there. Mm. My, we uh, we went to visit my grandparents in Florida. Uh-huh. I was my mom, me, and my two sisters. My dad was at the house alone. Right. Um, and while he was there, I think whatever was there took advantage of the fact that he was alone and couldn't call for help. Uh-huh. And he was in bed in his room, which was very close to uh, my old room, um, right next to the stairs. And it used to be the exercise room, so he, tur- he turned it into a, a bedroom. But uh-huh. um, he was held down. Uh, by something like there were like multiple i don't know spirits or demons or whatever yeah. i don't want to i don't want to say but like um he was Figures. Held, yeah something he was held down by something and he couldn't get up like yeah. at all he couldn't talk he couldn't he couldn't scream and whatever was there was telling him you're not gonna move we're gonna, oh. hold, we're gonna hold you down and we're gonna hold you down for a while and you're just not gonna be able to do anything uh did new, you know yeah. that that's like incredibly common yeah the sleep paralysis stuff so, what well, yeah. well, as in people who have sleep paralysis yeah and they see dark figures around them. Yeah. 
like that's really common. There's a documentary about it on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. And there's even like people taking lie detector tests. Mm-hmm. So whether this thing actually happened to them or not, mm-hmm. they're a hundred percent sure they're it did. They're seeing it, yeah. They're a hundred percent sure it did. If it's being conjured by their mind or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And anything where people are a hundred percent sure that they saw something that is like really, really specifically weird, it's even weirder when it's happened to a lot of different people. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I wonder why that is. I wonder why so many people. Like, I don't know. There's that. a lot of theories. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, which is very, which is something I think we should talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, check it's out like that like, documentary if yeah, you're interested. Yeah, I forget in what it's called, but uh, it's like uh, nightmares or or something. Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. Obviously, go on Google Sleep Paralysis Netflix and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, he he was held down, couldn't get up. That scared the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, and then th- I think my dad experienced most of the, you know, most of the you know, right, paranormal right. things. Um, but he was in the basement. And this is really strange because it happened randomly when he was down there. Like, and this is when we were still gone. Uh-huh. It's the same like week, like as he was held down. He was down in the basement, and one of the pipes just randomly burst. Uh. But the thing is, the water pressure was so powerful, so the pipe literally like broke and hit my dad, uh. like, and like gave him a mark on his chest and chest on like literally knocked him across the basement. Wow! Like with force. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think there's. I don't think it's possible for a pipe to send me flying. That's that far. well. That's also incredibly um, unique timing. Yeah. Right when it's like aimed at him. Yeah. You know? That's like, really strange. Yeah. Um, I definitely think something paranormal was going on. I, I think something broke it with force. Yeah. And it sound, it definitely was sounds trying to weird, maybe hurt yeah. my dad or get him out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the basement was like flooded for like a while. It was like uh, a bunch of like it was just everything was messed up. It was right. Closed, water right. everywhere. Uh, and, um, yeah, we uh, basically decided uh, a couple <laughs> months later that my dad was like, we're just like, can't take it anymore. We yeah. Gotta, we got to leave. We, we got to go. Wow. Uh, so we, we sold the house pretty quickly, um, got the hell out of there. You said this was up in Pennsylvania? In Pennsylvania, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and it was obvious because things weren't – that place is haunted. And it's still it's, – it's, it's a bed and breakfast now. Like this place, this place is literally a bed and breakfast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can go to Bedford, Pennsylvania. It's a dead and breakfast. <laughs> oh! 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 So what's the rest of your story, Drew? Paul, Paul's cat cube just got so scared. <laughs> she just ran out of the room. She's like, "Holy She's shit! Like, what the fuck? What's oh! going? Oh! <laughs> she was so scared. Um, but um, she's a skittish little thing. Though. She's very skittish. Yeah, she's a cutie. Um. But yeah, that um, this place haunts my nightmares, and I think, and I think why the reason why I'm so obsessed because I I hated horror movies when I was a kid. I yeah. didn't want to watch them; it freaked me out. Um, but I think I'm so into horror related things now just because of that house. Yeah, I think I I, I upload like uh, short horror films on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with the paranormal. I'm, I go online and look up yeah. scary stories. I was I was always when I was young. Um, really, really interested in paranormal stuff. Yeah. Uh, like specifically cryptozoology. Back in the day, like when I was in elementary school, I was really into like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Bigfoot and stuff. Cryptos, yeah. And I always wanted to have a paranormal experience, but honestly, totally honestly, I never really had any until I was like college age. And I had mm. like a couple things that I would talk about because I was so interested in paranormal stuff, and right. I'd be like, "This happened, and maybe it's paranormal." But at the end of the day, it's like there's examples in which it could be explainable. Right. So it's difficult to be like, I'm 100% sure this is paranormal when, you know, uh, there's a 40% chance that it's explainable and that's more likely. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's where your brain's always going to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that's my story. Um, but it's, um, 
I just want to say, if you, you guys are ever in the Bedford area and you stumble upon a, a creepy-looking farmhouse and it's bed a bed and breakfast. breakfast, you should stay there and just try to experience some of the things that yeah. I may be experiencing. Try to find a picture of a girl who's been dead since 1940. I, yeah, and that's, it's so, so creepy. Yeah. Scarlet, because the ice... Was it made with, like, pencil or crayon? It was, like, carved. Oh! Like, like she carved it. I was on, you can't I, get rid of it. I had the impression that it was, like, on a piece of paper. No. And so that's why I was like, why is it still up? But no. if it's carved It was in carved there, into the wall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kids in the 1940s, they really didn't know how to pass the time. No, that's... that's <laughs> <all> the <case. laughs> there wasn't any, like, yeah. Instagram or... Moral of the story, don't vandalize. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the moral. Yeah. That is the moral. That's what we've been trying to get um, at this whole time. Yeah, that's the that's the um, message of this whole podcast. Honestly, yeah. don't vandalize. That's, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely want. I have three paranormal experiences okay. that I think are at the very least worth telling. Okay. Um, and uh, I I I want to save them. Okay. You know, I think that it, as long as we're doing this podcast and as long as we're doing like an October special, maybe I'll do like one every. Halloween special and then hopefully by four years from now I'll have another experience that yeah. I can talk about yeah. but as of now nothing's happening okay, okay. this this place it may be over a hundred years old but it's um it's it's, nothing, it's there's not there's nothing spooky about nothing this place. spoopy yeah <laughs> so um but yeah interesting yeah I mean that's yeah that was a big part of my childhood and it's yeah. the reason why I'm I'm, I, I'm a very scared person you have like a morbid curiosity yeah very morbid yeah, yeah. um well, speaking of morbid curiosity, <laughs> I have quite an interesting little tidbit here. I'm excited because Paul is hyping this up like crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm really, ex- I'm, I'm really excited because just from the perspective, some of you guys might recognize the stories that I'm talking about. Um, they're all pretty famous, hmm. uh, but the interesting thing is, all of these different stories at some point in the article will be like, and uh, well, I'm just gonna, start, I'm just gonna start talking about Go it. For it. And, and, Go for it. Go for it. But let, let's just say that I'm gonna tell this story in a way that I've never heard it told before. Okay. And I'm pretty excited about that all because right. I feel like I'm adding, you know. Yeah, you're I'm, writing I'm, your own take. Yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing something that like a lot of people have done before, but right. I'm setting it up in a way that I've never heard. So okay. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, have you ever heard of? Now you're from California. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Cecil Hotel? No. So uh, the Cecil Hotel, it's in downtown Los Angeles. Okay. It was constructed in 1924 by a guy named uh, William Banks Hanera. Uh, mm, okay. And it was just kind of for general hotel purposes, you know, like um, uh, people who are traveling to L.A. and people who are doing business in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it was a fancy fucking place. It was for like high class businessmen. Yeah. It was constructed for a million dollars. And this was in 1924, so that transfers to about 13 million dollars today. Wow. Yeah. It 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 makes sense that it's in LA. (laughs) Yes. It it was super fucking fancy, and its its lobby is complete with like full marble. Mm. It's it displays stained glass. It has statues. It has 600 guest rooms. Um, Wow. And. it was destined for its success, but it kind of fell unto misfortune just five years after it opened because America got hit by the Great Depression. Yeah. Which was just unexpected for everyone. Mm-hmm. It, it hit these big cities especially hard where there were just all these concentrated people who, like, didn't have jobs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So the whole city, you know, took a big, big hit. But it just kind of so happened that within the area that the hotel was built in. By 1945, over 10,000 homeless people lived within a four-mile radius. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of turned into, like, a local hotspot for misfits. This mm-hmm. was, like, a, a grungy hotel. Okay. Like, point being, a marble lobby and, like, stained glass and it's frequented by rich people, that's fancy. But once <laughs> it's frequented by, like, druggies and prostitutes... <laughs> 
it's somehow like creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right? It just becomes like this weird Moulin Rouge-esque sort of place. Right. You it know? reminds me of uh, American Horror Story, the, the hotel season. Yeah. Because that's in California too. It yeah. It reminds me of that. So in, in 1924, it was built. Five years later, uh, in 1929, uh, the Great Depression reached L.A. Hmm. And in 1931, a man named W.K. Norton checked into the hotel, locked himself in his room, and took poison capsules. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He died quietly and was discovered by hotel staff the following morning. Mm. Um, and maybe this was sparked by the suicide of W.K. Norton, or like maybe it's just pure coincidence, but so many people killed themselves after mm. checking into the Cecil Hotel. By 1960, locals were calling it The Suicide. Wow. It was just called The Suicide. Like, Suicide Forest in Japan. Yeah, like a suicide you know, pe- hotel. They're like bridges that people jump off of. This is just known by the locals as the place that people go to kill themselves. Let's hope Logan Paul doesn't vlog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay, stay away. Logan, stay brothers. away. Don't go. Um, <laughs> so, like, this is already setting up to be kind of like a dark kind of story, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, but this is where it gets pretty crazy. Okay. Have you ever heard, and I just want you to stick with me here, mm-hmm. um, have you ever heard of the Black Dahlia? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're familiar with, on the morning of January 15th, 1947, a naked body of a woman was discovered mm-hmm. by a woman named Betty Bersinger, and she was walking on an empty lot with her three-year-old daughter. Mm, I didn't know that. I yeah. know she was with her kid. Yeah, she was with her three-year-old wow. daughter, and they found a body that was cut in half, it was severely mutilated, mm. and the entire body was drained of blood. Yeah, um, There were clear signs that she had been raped. Mm. Uh, she had cuts on her breasts, her thighs, her cheeks, which were cut effectively into a permanent smile. Oh, man. And the killer, before dropping her body off in this empty lot, had completely washed the body from head to foot. Your face looks so disturbing. Yeah, right dude. Now. No, I'm picturing dude, it. Yeah. I kept, when I was doing research, I kept shooting you looks, and this is why. Yeah, you're like, hey, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> this just keeps going. Yeah. Now, police were able to identify the dead body of that of a woman named Elizabeth Short. She was a mm. 23-year-old girl, and she was an L.A. local. Um, they were able to identify her because her fingerprints matched a previous arrest for her when she was arrested for underage drinking. So, mm. like, a misdemeanor. Okay. Right? And, uh... No one knows why she was murdered. No one has ever been arrested for the murder. They have, wow. um, you know, quite a few suspects. And you can do your own research on it if you want, but that's not really the point mm-hmm. of my topic. Um, the point of my topic is, interestingly, days before her disappearance, wis- witnesses saw Elizabeth Short drinking at a bar mm. in the Cecil Hotel. Oh, great. Great. Do I have your attention now? Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, hold on. You had it way before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold, hold on to your butt, Drew. All right, here we go. I'm, hold, I'm actually holding it. Yeah. There you go. Um, in 1964, the body, the body of a long-term resident named Pigeon Goldie Osgood was found dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, beaten, and her uh, room was ransacked as if the perpetrator had been searching for something. That's for being named Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. horrible. I'm not entirely sure. Like, Pigeon is not her real name. It, it's right, like, right, yeah. But I honestly, I couldn't find her real name anywhere. She's That's... she's just Pigeon. That's like, maybe like a nickname or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy named uh, Yakis Elkron, <laughs> he was arrested, um, but his name was later cleared and no one's ever figured out who murdered her. Hmm. And despite the hotel having, like, a lot of people staying in it at the time of her murder, no one has any idea. Hmm. Okay. In the 1980s, 
The Cecil Hotel was a temporary home of Richard Ramirez, who was later charged with 13 counts of murder, oh. 5 counts of attempted murder, 11 counts of sexual assault, and 14 counts of burglary. Jesus Christ. So he's a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, you might know him by his better name as the L.A. Night Stalker. I've, yeah, I've heard yep, of him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Have you seen that famous picture of a serial killer and he's on trial? And he's drawn a pentagram on his hand and he's flashing it at the cameras. I haven't smiling. seen that. No. You can Google it and you can find it. That's him. Oh, okay. That's who I'm talking about. Creepy shit. Um, so once he was identified and became a popular topic of like local newspapers and workers at the Cecil Hotel contacted authorities and they were like, hey, he was living here for weeks. Oh, man, no. Yeah, it's theorized that he committed quite a few of his murders while he was staying at this hotel. Oh, of course. Um, That's probably why he was there. Yeah, but there's there's um, there's one murder in particular where the dates align pretty well. Mm-hmm. And he went on, like, a spree in 1985. So th- there's also, like, I mentioned the, the counts of murder and rape and burglarizing that he did. That's, like, that's just the ones he was charged for. Mm-hmm. No one really knows the true body count, and there's plenty of missing people. There's and, probably a lot and more unsolved cases that could very well be from Richard Ramirez. Yeah, um, in, in the area. But this particular case happened probably while he was living at the Caesar Hotel. Okay. On March 27th, 1985, he entered the home uh, of a couple that he had previously burglarized about a year earlier. Like his crimes were kind of getting more and more intense until mm-hmm. it led to his serial killer rampage in 1985, and about. Uh, 2 a.m., he finds Vincent and Maxine Zazara sleeping in their bed. Richard Ramirez shoots Vincent point-blank mm. in the head with a 22 caliber gun. Shitty. And he immediately starts beating Maxine before binding her hands behind her back. Uh. He interrogates her, and he asks where she keeps her valuables. He goes out to um, uh, find the valuables, and this badass woman makes a break for it. She breaks her binds. She goes into their bedroom. She pulls out the shotgun that they keep hidden. And when Richard Ramirez comes back, after hearing her make noise, he sees her pointing a gun oh, at him. Yeah. She shoots. The shotgun is empty. Oh, no. Oh, man. Richard goes crazy. He shoots her three times. Oh, God. And then he cuts out her eyes with a kitchen knife and leaves them in her jewelry box for police to find. Uh, this guy is crazy. He also enjoys the fact that people are going to be finding this. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 off yeah. On it. yeah. He, yeah, he's he's 100% a psychopath and sociopath. Yeah. Um, now, this is just one example of like the stuff. I wanted to just kind of give a context to like how brutal this guy was. This guy was like the epitome of American scum, yeah. especially for this time period. Right. Um, and uh, so, cut forward to 1991. Jack Underweger is an Australian serial killer who travels from country to country strangling sex workers. Oh. And um, authorities have like a really hard time tracking him down because he's constantly moving. So no one can really pin him. Like a lot of times when people discover serial killers, they see a pattern in the kills. But what happens when you kill them all over the world? Yeah. There's no pattern, you know? No. Um, not to mention sex workers, they're professionals of uh, discretion. So, like, when they meet a client, they don't tell anyone who they're meeting. They mm-hmm. don't tell anyone where they're meeting. And people oftentimes don't even use their real names. And that's so, an issue with this. Yeah, so like a big even, one. Yeah, even if someone were to report to the police that this has happened, you have no information to go off of. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, 
So he was just on a rampage for a very long time. He was charged with at least nine counts of murder. Uh, but needless to say, Jack eventually travels to L.A. where he stays at the fucking Cecil Hotel. He strangles three prostitutes in the Cecil Hotel. Um, now, possibly because this was like a rare instance where he didn't go anywhere after yeah. he killed them, the police did catch him, mm-hmm. and he was uh, deported back to Austria, where he was found guilty and then incredibly shortly hung himself right. in his jail cell. Jesus. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yes, go. In 2013, surveillance footage at the Cecil Hotel caught suspicious footage of one of their patrons, a young girl wanders into the hotel hallway and then into the elevator, behaving nervously as if she's being followed. She presses every single button on the panel individually. Floor 5, floor 4, floor 3, floor 2, floor 1, and then she stands in the corner of the elevator as if hiding from someone. Now, it seems like this is a strange thing to do in the elevator, but, like, um, people actually will suggest that you do that when you think you're being followed. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if, like, someone were to stand outside the elevator and watch the numbers above the elevator to see where you stop at, yeah. they can't tell. It stops at every floor. Ah, okay. So the theory is that she's being followed. Strangely enough, the elevator doors don't close. And she's just standing there, like, waiting for the elevator to stop or to, to close and go down. Yeah. And it's not happening. And after some time, she kind of, like, walks to the other side of the elevator and she peers out the door and she's as if she's like looking for someone. I feel like I've seen this footage. And then you have. And then she steps out of the elevator and into the hall and suddenly her body jerks up and she starts moving in strange ways, throwing her arms in the air, stepping back and forth robotically as if one could only describe as being possessed or drugged. Hmm. So she steps away from the elevator out of sight and this is the last time anyone ever saw her alive. Wow. There's no stalker or no other person of interest ever caught on the security camera footage. Just her. Wow. Weeks later, hotel guests start complaining about murky and foul-tasting water coming out of their faucets. Oh, no. Oh, no. And officials, upon investigating the water tower on the roof, they find a dead body inside, that of the girl from the uh, footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and her clothes have been removed. Her body has become so swelled with water that they literally have to cut her out of the water tower. Oh, my tower. God. And it was later identified as 22-year-old Canadian student named Elisa Lamb. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Where have I heard that name? That's all over the internet, man. This is a very famous internet story. Yeah. And it all connects to this fucking hotel. No, I've definitely seen that footage, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can, like, literally, anyone who's interested in this in any way, shape, or form, go on YouTube right now and just type in Alisa Lamb. You can watch this this video surveillance footage. It's so crazy. It, it's confirmed by police officials that it's 100% real. All of this information can be found in p- police reports. This man. is this is legit. It's fucking, okay. It's fucking terrifying. So... Oh, before you continue, by the way, yeah. I while you were just saying, um, telling me this, I just want to let you know that set in downtown Los Angeles, American Horror Story Hotel is a story of the Hotel Cortez, a 90-year-old hotel built by serial killer James Patrick March. But the real story behind the dark and twisted location, the story of the Cecil Hotel, yep. which is the real-life inspiration for the current season. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was also in the background of a U2 1987 music video called <laughs> Where the Streets Have No Name. <laughs> of course it was U2. Of course. <laughs> okay. 
That's great. So um, now I want you to reflect for a second on how weird that security camera footage is. You've seen it before. Yeah. Um, it's weird, yeah. right? Yeah. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. And the YouTube videos I've seen on it, like everyone says something different about it. When like, they what did, should they be doing? when they did an autopsy of her body, they found no drugs and alcohol inside of her system. Mm-hmm. So everything that she was doing was natural. was sober. Yeah, yeah. Now, she was bipolar. That's what her family says, but mm. that doesn't really explain much. Considering no, there's the circumstance. no way a bipolar is going to do that. And the story becomes even weirder when you discover that it was 100% impossible for anyone to uh, access the hotel's roof without a key. So how did she get hmm. onto the roof? Yeah. How did she get in the water tower? Why were her clothes taken off? No one knows. Yeah. This is the end of Elisa Lamb's story. There's no conclusion. Wow. This happened in 2013 and no one's ever found anything, any evidence. Wow. Um, and this leads me to my biggest question. What the fuck is going on at the Cecil Hotel? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my God, Let's Drew. Let's go stay there. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> now, bad things happen everywhere. I guarantee you've been in a Denny's before that's had a murder in it, right? Oh, of course. But this is like a highly concentrated lo- like location of people just doing terrible wicked things yeah. like like to an extreme extent this isn't this isn't like crimes of passion these are insane fucking people yeah, i feel like these i feel like uh, i know social media wasn't a thing back in the day but yeah. i feel like there was uh, like they knew like this is the place to go yeah yeah go yeah go here yeah. and commit your crime well part of me feels like i mean me as the skeptic right yeah. because a lot of people are saying that this place is haunted or this place has some demonic me as the skeptic says that after the great depression hit it became like a hot spot for druggies mm-hmm. and prostitutes and um, people uh, who are trying to commit suicide. I think one thing just leads to another, and this becomes just like the bottom of the barrel kind of place. Yeah. One serial killer lives there for a while, and it's just it's just got like a darkness to it that is like darkness attracts darkness. Yeah, you know, like um, so. There's also a theory that the second serial killer that stayed there in 1991 did it in homage to Richard Ramirez, mm. but no one can prove that. And you know, maybe if Elisa Lam was killed, like it, it's an in homage to these fucking serial killers who stayed there. Which is a well-known thing with serial killers. Yeah, inspiration, like inspired by others. So it's it's definitely there's too much going on at this hotel for you to explain it away by being like this is just coincidence. I don't yeah. necessarily think it's paranormal, but I think it's definitely like one detail of the story that connects to another that connects to another that connects to another and explains the whole thing. Yeah. I, I just I just feel like maybe we don't know the whole story because there's... There's something evil in this hotel. There's too much Obviously. information going around. There's too many people that are involved with the story and no one's ever going to get them all in a room and talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's that's, that's the story. Insane. Yeah, that's the story of the Cecil Hotel and I... Uh, yeah, I like this. I, I like this a lot too. What? What? I, I realized. Yeah. While you were telling the story. Yeah. I had chills on my back. Yeah. But while you were telling the story, I could see your hand shaking. Yes. Yeah. 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 This, this is this is, is terrifying real. shit. This is this is, ter- this is, this is all. Really you can scary. find all this information. Yeah. And the reason I was excited to do this, yeah. and what I was kind of alluding to in the beginning, where um, every time I read about this hotel, I'm reading about the Black Dahlia, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, 
And she stayed in the hotel that Richard Ramirez lived in and uh, Elisa Lam was found in. And then I'll be reading about Elisa Lam and it'll be like, and this happened in this. So this is my story just about the Cecil Hotel. This is me collecting all of those stories and telling it from the perspective of the location. And I just, I don't know, I was excited to do it. And I think it turned out pretty well. I feel like we should do more of this. I I agree. I like like connecting things and and finding out, like uh, going back to like where things start. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm super excited about this. And I'm, uh, yeah, me too. yeah, I'm excited to hear what people think. I do think that um, there was a very long period where I was just telling information without jokes. So we'll see how that we'll see how that comes off, especially because it was just like, and then they died and got stabbed, and then this person was raped, and then this person got killed, and then and so oh we'll God. we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, but um, yeah. You you were right about it being severely dark. Yeah, I I I I gave my I needed to give a warning of some sort. Yeah, and so but um. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah? Yeah. Crazy fucking Wait, shit. Total, okay, how many actual serial killers were, were known to stay there? Like, At least total. two. Because there was Richard Ramirez, and then there was the guy who's from Austria. And they say two, but there's probably a lot more. There could be. Yeah, yeah. very well be. Uh, you know, um, they say you walk by, like, eight criminal, like, eight murderers in, like, ten years or something yeah. like that. You know, like, yeah. there's criminals everywhere. Um, and this is, you know, like, there was petty crime going on here for a long time, yeah. you know, like drug deals and prostitutes and um, uh, uh, people would have affairs at this hotel. Yeah. Like this was the place that you went when you didn't want people to know where you were going, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it had fucking marble and goddamn stained glass. Like it was creepy as shit. Yeah, dude. It's still there. I, wa- I wonder if you, if you can stay there. It, you can. Uh, you know what it, we should do? It's renovated, so it doesn't look exactly the same way that it used to. Yeah. And from my understanding, the person who owns it right now is kind of trying to revamp it. Yeah. Like, be like, we're a new hotel. But how the fuck do you get rid of that evil energy? You like, don't. You get rid of it, People huh? are going to be wanting to stay in Elisa Lamb's room forever. Yeah. People are going to be wanting to stay in Richard Ramirez's room forever. They're, yeah. they're always going to be curious about this stuff. When we have the money. Yeah. I really think <coughs> that you should come to LA. Mm-hmm. I think this should happen. I think you should come to LA maybe yeah. next Halloween, and we should do a podcast in the hotel. Yeah, but we'll talk about like horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> Just, really nice. Something that's like not connected to <laughs> yeah, the hotel that'd be great, at all. But I think we should. I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Um, God damn. I'm. It, I feel so relieved to have this story out of the way because it was a bit of an undertaking. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I, I like doing this in person. I wish we could do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest. Well, and to be honest, any one of those stories that I just told you could be an entire episode. Yeah. But I, I wanted the story to revolve around the hotel itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, guys, um, if you're ever in the L.A. area, uh, stay in the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you dare. Uh, Maybe bring some positivity there. Bring some, yeah. you know, some uh, hipster sunglasses and some uh, weed and yeah. some, like, um, gin and tonics. You know, just make it into a hipster hotspot. Like, Harlem. Yeah, like Harlem. Yeah, people, legit. People, Gentrify that. Yeah, shit. people think it, Harlem is a real dangerous place. It really it, isn't. It used to be, but now it's full of people who are poor, which are mostly young people. Yeah, no, Harlem is literally one of the best places I've ever lived. It's insane. Um, huh. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that hopefully, is either. Okay, so me and Paul are staring at the computer screen. There's something going on with the audio recording. So we're hopefully... Every, so we're just going to go ahead and end it we're and check that. We're hoping everything's okay. Okay, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to quick, quickly panic, and uh, yeah, we'll see if this works out. Quick. Okay. Uh, uh, it's been t- total <laughs> <laughs> Oh no.